Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life, brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, December 7th, 2020. Start of a new week. We are trekking here now into the holidays. Hopefully you had a good weekend here. I know we sure did at our house. It was big, big Christmas movie weekend. We've watched a couple movies this weekend, and we're going to talk about some of those here in a little bit. Uh, but before we get going, as always, don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, you know, not a real ton happening here right now. I mean, obviously this week, the big thing happening this week, Cyberpunk 2077 getting set to drop here, uh, what, late Wednesday night into Thursday. So hopefully... Uh, you know, if you're interested in that game, hopefully you got your pre-order in. Hell, get your pre-install in. I think we've, we're getting words right now that the uh, pre-patch for the game or the, the day one patch is almost like 60 gigs or something like that. So make sure you get your install in early if you're waiting on it. Now, me personally, I'm actually getting a physical version of the game from Amazon. So I can't obviously start downloading that until I get that version. Uh, but I'm interested. You know, I, I watched a bunch more videos this weekend. And uh, it's one of those games that the more I see of it, the more excited I get for it. Um, I'm just, I'm still a bit skeptical on if the story is really going to hook me. You know, it seems like it might be one of those games where the world is going to be great to explore, but I just really hope the story can can capture my attention. But we'll see, hey, later on this week. But let's jump in here to some of the Christmas movies we watched this week. And the reason I bring this up is because I want to throw it out to you guys. Like, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies. Email me that, theenthuselife at gmail.com, or of course hit me on Twitter, at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. We watched two of uh, our favorites here over the weekend. Number one, of course, Home Alone. Gotta watch Home Alone, right? Home Alone is one of the just the all-time classics. I remember actually the first time I saw Home Alone, I went to uh, a kid I went to school with and was good friends with here in my neighborhood and that we went as a birthday party. I don't know if you've ever gone to a, a birthday party at the movies. It was kind of a weird, I don't want to say it was a weird thing, but this kid, that, that was something like he always did. Like his parents, we went and saw, uh, actually, I might have even mentioned this before. This was the same kid that I used to get the early sneak preview passes to. So like I went and saw Sandlot, like when all the movie reviewers, like the newspaper reviewers and that went. So I saw that movie early. I went and saw Speed. And this is that guy. This is that kid that I went with. Uh, to see those with and um, Home Alone it was his birthday party and we went to see Home Alone and like you know there, there are some movies you just see and immediately like instantly you know like that is going to be a classic movie and even god however old I was probably 10 11 years old when that came out like you just knew Home Alone that's what it was going to be and I think I probably saw it with him went back with my parents and I, th- I want to say I may have seen that movie I know I saw it twice maybe three times in the theaters and back then I mean that was something you really wouldn't do too too much although it would take forever for movies to hit VHS so you almost kind of had to if you wanted to see it again you know certain movies like that movie I even think like Jurassic Park were movies that like you just couldn't wait for them to come out on VHS they would have a much longer theatrical run so you'd go see them multiple times but Home Alone like you know watching it we my kids even can repeat lines there was a time like they would watch that movie all the time in the middle of the summer anytime like we used to have a DVD player in one of our old cars that we had when they were when they were young and they would just watch Home Alone anytime we got in the car. And they and it wasn't even Home Alone, it was Kevin. They just want to watch Kevin. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of kids out there probably have that, you know, same experience where they just want to watch Kevin. Even my nephews, like they want to see Kevin. When my daughter was, ba- or my uh, wife was watching my nephews, 
they always wanted to watch Kevin. Like that was just the thing. And I don't know what it is about that movie. I think it's, you know, just kind of the the humor obviously at the end when, you know, he he puts them basically through the whole gauntlet to try to get into the house, but um, you know, we were, we were laughing when we were watching it here recently because, you know, my kid's being a little bit older now. We're, we're kind of like chuckling as we're watching it and, and getting through it. And I was like, you know, what would have happened if like he actually killed one of these guys? Think of that, especially like in Home Alone 2 and he's dropping bricks on their heads. What would have happened if Kevin killed one of one of those those robbers coming in? You know, Harry or Marv. What if one of them passed away? Like, what what would what would happen to Kevin? Would he go to like juvenile detention? I mean, we were laughing the other day, like just coming up with all these different scenarios, like what would happen. Uh, but of course, you know, it's still such a heartwarming movie. Um, John Candy, you know, being in there too is is just great. Catherine O'Hara, we we were laughing like a lot of you know younger people today. I'm sure everyone has probably seen Home Alone, but they don't think of Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone. You know, like like for us, I think of her from Beetlejuice, from Home Alone. Um, obviously, she went on to you know do like the Christopher Guest movies with like um, Best in Show and, and Mighty Wind. She's in Shit's Creek. I mean, that's what a lot a lot of the you know people that maybe aren't didn't didn't have Home Alone when they were kids. Maybe that's what they think of her from from Shit's Creek. Like that's they just say, oh, that's a woman from Shit's Creek. Look at her in this movie. Like no, she's she's from Home Alone. <laughs> you know that that's the movie she's from. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, go check out the movies that made us on Home Alone. That's a great episode. And actually, speaking of that, we didn't watch it yet, but there's two uh, the holiday movies that made us, and uh, I believe there's a uh, an Elf one that's on there so uh go check that out we haven't watched it yet that was something we actually were probably going to watch either tonight or tomorrow um my wife and i definitely want to dive into that there's there's one other episode i want to say maybe it's nightmare before christmas i'm not sure i mean you know there's many movies that they should have done like vacation uh, christmas vacation um they probably could have even done one on uh christmas story i think would be great um but uh yeah that elf uh, movies that made us is out there which is awesome uh, we also last night watched, uh, so each night we're kind of, that's what we do. Like we kind of work our way through these Christmas movies. Uh, last night we watched the Santa Claus with Tim Allen's up on Disney plus. Um, that's a classic too, as well. Tim Allen, you know, I, I remember, um, you know, then when they were casting Tim Allen as the Santa Claus, you know, you hear that he's going to play it. I mean, obviously he was in home alone. So he was kind of had that star power right then. Uh, but it was like, wow, okay, he's going to be Santa. And when you watch it, he plays it great. You know, like there's certain people that just when they they put on all that Santa Claus gear, they just fill the role perfectly. And Tim Allen was one of those people. Um, you know, right now with the Christmas Chronicles and, uh, you know, you see Santa there. It's like, yes, yeah, Kurt Russell. He he works as Santa Claus the way he plays that. It's a little bit of a different take on Santa, but it's he's perfect. And uh, Tim Allen's the same way in the Santa Claus um, I love it. And, and again, you know, my kids can quote lines in that, you know, we're, we're quoting lines as we're watching it. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully you and your family kind of have a tradition like that, where you go back and watch these movies. And I'm sure you have certain ones that you watch. Um, you know, we still need to watch elf, which I mean, again, we watch it kind of throughout the whole year, but like our official Christmas watch, we need to watch elf. We're going to watch Christmas vacation. We got to watch Christmas story. Um, we generally watch the Grinch. We'll probably actually even watch the new Grinch, the, uh, the animated one. We, we enjoy that a lot. Um, I'm trying to think what, what else Christmas wise. Um, those are, those are the big hitters for us. And actually, obviously home alone two, Santa Claus two and three, we'll be watching those. Uh, we, we love all those franchises, but let me know. I'd love to know what, what are your Christmas favorites? Do you know, do you have any traditions with the movies themselves? that you watch email me the enthuse at gmail.com or hit me on twitter at mark turk m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c i'd love to know 
you know, what moves in hell. Maybe even give us some ideas on, on things that we need to watch. Um, one video game I want to bring up this weekend that I was playing that I dipped into that I didn't even know uh, was going to be out. And, and we had talked about this at some point on the show probably months ago. Uh, and that was uh, if you pre-ordered NHL 21... You got this NHL 94 Rewind, and, and essentially what it is, is it's an old school hockey game. So you're playing the old NHL 94, which I owned on Sega Genesis. That was my version of that game that I love to death, but it's with the new roster. So it's essentially today's NHL players and, and stats and all that in there in the NHL 94 engine, and I didn't get NHL 21. And and part of that is just because it's it's on EA Access, like not, not NHL 21 per se, but like which I guess you do get a 10 hour trial, but like all the NHL games are on there prior, so it's like, well, uh, you know, if I'm gonna play one of these games and have that need to play some hockey, I'm gonna go play it on EA Access, which is included with Game Pass, right? Well, they decided to put NHL 94 Rewind onto Game Pass, so if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass and you want to play one of those old school style hockey games, you can do that. And it is fantastic. Actually, I sent Chris a picture of uh, the Avalanche and the Hurricanes, and it's got, you know, uh, McKinnon's face up there and Sebastian Ajo for Carolina, but it's all pixelated. And when you play the game, it looks just like NHL 94. Now, it's very bare bones, I will say that. Like, there's not a ton that you can do. Uh, I don't even think it really has, like, a, a, a true, like, title card when it loads up. Like, you just kind of, like, lo- launch it, and you're kind of into um, the initial, like, setup for the match. Uh, but you can have two to four players locally, but there is no online multiplayer. Like, that's the only thing that this needs. If this had online multiplayer, I mean, we'd probably be starting, like, a Enthusiast Life NHL 94 Rewind Hockey League. Like, I would be ready to do that in a heartbeat, or at least Chris and I would be playing each other and streaming that crap out. Like, I, it, it just, man, like, it's so much fun to play. And it's funny, like, you have to use different tactics. Like, I remember in this game, I used to always play as the Penguins. And I always play as, because uh, you had Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager on those teams. And, like, you could easily just get on a breakaway and kind of go behind the net and hug the net and quickly come around. And you could almost always get, like, a wraparound. And I remember, like, just constantly playing the game that way. And now with this, it looks like they did kind of update the AI maybe a little bit. Because I, I, you know, it took a little bit more to score. It seemed like more, like, one-timers were scoring a little bit more. Um, but I love it, man. It's back to just the three button controls, which, you know what, kudos to EA and they've been doing this for years. I want to say maybe like NHL 93 maybe was the last time they were first time or not 93, uh, 2013 maybe was the first time they did this, but they actually put the NHL 94 controls into the NHL series. So when you like NHL 21, you can go in there and you know, you can have on the hyper, uh, sensitive controls where you have like complete control of your stick with the analog stick and you're moving around your deacon and doing all that or you can just straight up turn on the nhl 94 controls and just play that way and a lot of times when i play that's all i do because it's like man this game looks gorgeous but i don't need all those crazy you know funky tricks and all that stuff although you'll usually play better in the game when you do do it that way um, just the way the ai is kind of set up and the way that the the defenses that they run kind of against you when you're playing the computer but I'm so I'm so glad this exists. I hope they take the cue and do something similar with Madden cuz you know, I used to play Madden like crazy back when I was younger. You know, that was like every Christmas I would get the new Madden and again on the Genesis, the Super Nintendo and then you know, it just 
those old school sports games are just a blast to play. And, um, you know, it's so cool. I mean, this game probably actually, when we shut off this podcast, I'm probably going to jump right into some NHL 94. Like, I love it. I love that it's out there. And, and the best part, like I said, is included with Game Pass, you know, because I actually was looking Saturday to buy it because I saw somebody on Twitter that I that I follow had put up a picture like, oh, I'm downloading this. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder if you can buy it separate. And so I checked the store and you can't. And even on PlayStation, it's like, nope, not for sale. I was like, oh, I must, you know, I missed the pre-order bonus. And then just just randomly checking out uh, EA Access or, uh, you, you know, um, uh, uh, Game Pass. Sure enough, there it was. So awesome. So I'm glad that it's uh, included in there. Uh, let's shift gears here just to a couple news stories around the video game world. And this first one, uh, Call of Duty in the last 12 months has earned over $3 billion over the last 12 months. That's crazy. They, they put out a statement saying that over 200 million people have played a Call of Duty game in 2020 with Warzone getting, uh, where was it, 88 million people have played Call of Duty Warzone uh, over this past, uh, I'm sorry, 85 million has been the player count since it launched in March of 2020, you know, going free to play. That's crazy. And you know what? It, it's funny. It just shows the power of free to play video games. It's like, you know, you wonder how many more people now suddenly played Call of Duty or played, you know, what essentially Warzone really is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You know, maybe people didn't buy the game, but hell, it's free. They jump in, love the battle royale style, and then they just start buying those battle passes that they put out, the season passes. Like, you know, there's been free-to-play games, obviously, on the phones for years and years and years. Um, but I think, you know, Fortnite is really, I'm, I'm well, maybe not. I mean, there are a lot of MMOs that go free-to-play, right? I mean, that, that we can definitely say that. So, you know, that, that MMO style, free-to-play style has been around for a while. But I think Fortnite was really kind of the first big-budget console game to say, you can make a crap ton of money if you really just put out a good game that people want to play. And give them reasons to play. And that's what Fortnite did. And then obviously now Call of Duty said, okay, well, hey, look what they're doing. We can do the same thing. And they did it. And sky's the limit here. I mean, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, they, I, I don't think we have the sales numbers on that. And this is usually that time where um, they'll put out those numbers, you know, and let us know. So that's kind of letting me see that maybe it didn't sell as much as some of the previous Call of Duties. And that's why instead we're getting this Warzone number. That's pretty, pretty shocking and pretty, you know, whoa. Like when you see that, <laughs> you like that. I mean, because that doesn't even say Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's just straight up Warzone. So, you know, you got to throw on there also how many of those people were you able to convert to then buy Modern Warfare? Um, probably a lot. Now, you know, that $3 billion does, of course, then take into account everything. That's not just Warzone. That is going to be game sales. So that is Modern Warfare sales, Black Ops Cold War sales. Um, but again, you know, it just shows the power of that franchise and the power of putting a game out free to play that people want to play. Um, and, and, you know, it almost makes you wonder, at what point do they maybe just transition into even the multiplayer being free to play? Like, I mean... I'm going to tell you, like, if they put that out free to play, I, and, and I mean, I guess in the end, the season pass, you know, the way it works, it does kind of cross over to the multiplayer as well, because you kind of have that one character you're kind of leveling across both game modes, if like in Modern Warfare. Uh, but if they were able to come up with like a separate game pass and then, you know, what, I mean, look, I'm not saying that I want this, but what if they had a $10 season pass? for either multiplayer or for Warzone or 15 bucks and it it's for both. 
the amount of people that would probably latch on to that and you're not paying that a month you know you're paying that every two months or three months whatever season is um i think they get a lot of more a lot more people to buy in because i know sure as hell i'd buy in i mean i like warzone it's fun definitely um and and i was borderline here i know over the summer almost buying that the one of those season passes but they put it out there for multiplayer i'd be in in a heartbeat like to me i like playing the campaigns but i always i i enjoy call of duty multiplayer like at times like i just sometimes like to dip in there you know i'll go on a a couple days streak of just playing that game dip out come back maybe a month or so later and just dip in for a couple matches like i just i i enjoy it it's fun and so i think if they put in a season pass like that a lot more people um may do the same thing so we'll see we'll see where the franchise goes but if you know if the money's there they're gonna chase it and that may be an interesting way for them to uh to follow through with that uh another quick little gaming story here uh neil Druckmann, who is co-president of naughty dog uh has announced that he is now the co-president of naughty dog now neil Druckmann, best known for uh being the writer for uh last of us last of us 2 he also co-wrote uncharted 4 he's currently working with uh craig mason uh the creator of chernobyl on a hbo version of the last of us um but uh, hey kudos for him man you know he he obviously has a a knack for writing some very uh impactful video games you know obviously some high profile games so i think it's it's good he actually on twitter was out there saying that he's uh you know glad to be taking this role he's still going to be doing some writing uh, but he is really interested in, um, you know, being able to take on that next generation of writers and creators at Naughty Dog, kind of take them under his wing and kind of mentor them. So, um, you know, that's a good thing, obviously, that, that he's going to be doing that. Um, on the flip side, over on the Bioware side, actually, uh, I was just kind of remembering this as we were recording this. Uh, but Casey Hudson, who, uh, you know, his fame, he goes all the way back to uh, the Mass Effect series. He had recently come back to bioware after kind of well i think he came in right at the end of anthem and i mean at that point not really a lot uh that he could do to kind of turn that game around uh but it's come back you know and had been working on uh whatever was next here working on dragon age age four working on uh obviously whatever was next here for mass effect and uh another man from bioware mark dara he also plays a very big role over at bioware both of them have just uh, announced that they are leaving Bioware. So Casey Hudson was currently filling the general manager role there, and uh, Mark Darrow was the executive producer for Dragon Age, and um, they've just decided, I guess, that they're uh, gone. You know, a lot of speculation as to what's uh, happening, you know, in that situation. Is it kind of just the direction of where the com- the company, um, you know, was is going? You know, obviously they've had a couple duds with Mass Effect Andromeda, now Anthem, um, you know, a lot is riding on Dragon Age as to where that game is going to go and kind of the success that it's going to see. Uh, we did just have the, you know, Mass Effect Day N7, November 7th day, and uh, they did tease a new Mass Effect. Obviously, we know we have the, the whatever, Legendary Edition or whatever that's coming out here for next gen. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Like now I'm a little bit hesitant, you know, knowing that he was there and kind of under that helm was was somewhat comforting, you know, knowing that the the, the man who created the original Mass Effects is back. Um, and now that, that especially Casey Hudson, I mean, Mark Dara obviously played played a big role, but Casey Hudson's really the one that always comes to my mind, partly because uh, for Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, both Chris and I were in closed door meetings with Casey Hudson to see those at E3 years ago. 
Uh, you know, we got our, the little personal presentation. I mean, not personal because there's probably like 15 of us in the room um, of, of gaming journalists. But Chris and I both with Casey Hudson at E3, whatever those E3s were, uh, he's the one that led those uh, previews for those games, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've met him, you know, spoken with him briefly. I mean, you know, usually when you kind of get those those uh, brief presentations, you're not allowed too much Q&A afterwards. You know, they kind of want to shuffle people through. But um, to, get to, to get to talk, to, especially in Mass Effect 2, just a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I always put my faith in everything that he was doing at Bioware. But uh, who knows where they'll go next? We'll see. You know, maybe they'll come together and create kind of some mega studio. I think that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, what, the Game Awards, are they this week, next week? They're coming up, I think. It might even be this week. Um, Game Awards, I'm just going to say, like, I always don't really care about the the awards themselves. It, of course, is the trailers. You know, last year we did get the reveal of the Series X. And I know there was some excitement around Next Gen. This is the year that I'm super excited for because hopefully we're really going to get some trailers for some big name Next Gen titles. And uh, actually get to see some some of those in action, and you know maybe maybe we'll get a dragon a full true Dragon Age four trailer. That's really one of the things that I'm hoping for um, that we'll get that. And you know hey, I hope we get some Halo Infinite news as well. But we'll be talking about that as we get closer to those. And of course, once those happen, we'll jump into all the uh, the Game Awards news after it comes out. But all right, guys, let's wrap it up there. That's gonna do it for me today. I'm surprised, man. We actually were able to fill 20 minutes here. We had a <laughs> Not a lot of news going on, but you know me when I get behind the mic here and, and start doing one of these episodes. I love talking. But uh, again, I would love to know what your uh, Christmas movie traditions are. Do, what do you and your family do? Or holiday movies? What are the movies you guys watch? Uh, send that over to me. Email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com, or hit me on Twitter at Marturk, M E R K T U R C. And, 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 and don't forget. Uh, GamerGoo continuing to support the show this time of year. I know people are looking for those, those gift ideas. GamerGoo is a great inexpensive gift for that gamer in your life. It's that antiperspirant for your hands. Lasts up to four hours once you put that on. They have multiple different scents. You can find all that information in that over at GamerGoo.com. If you do go over there and check it out, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L and save yourself 10% off your order today. So yeah, check out GamerGoo. Uh, it's, it's again, something that's become a part of my gaming tradition every time I game here. And like I said, it's, it's a very, just a cool, uh, inexpensive gift for that gamer in your life. I think they'd be, you know, pretty surprised by it. I think in the end, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna love it. So uh, again, gamergoo.com, you can find that link down in the show notes. Well guys, that's it for me today. Hopefully you have a good rest of your day and until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>